Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie. And your co-host, Brooklyn. If you haven't been with us from the beginning, last episode was our very first going into the series Soul Care, and it was over prayer. Go back, take a listen if you haven't already heard that, and then go ahead and prepare your heart for this episode, which is going to be over scripture. We're diving into part two of Soul Care, and our heart and our intention behind this series is just to really encourage and inspire all of us to take care of our souls the way that God intended us to. And like Katie said, if you missed part one, go take a listen. Prayer is such an essential part of taking care of our soul. And today we are very excited and honestly, we feel so inspired by this topic, really diving into the scripture and seeing how it can truly take care of our soul unlike anything else. Yeah, it's so transformative and we've seen it in our own lives, but we've seen it in so many other lives. And even with you guys who've shared with us some of y'all's stories and y'all's walk with Jesus, it's been so incredible. And yeah, we're just really, really excited for this episode. So yeah, we just wanted to go ahead and start off with our soul check-in. And this week we're going to go into the question of how can we challenge and stimulate our soul? Whenever we sat down to have our soul check-in, we both had the idea to just reset everything and challenge ourselves to get outside of our comfort zone. And so we drove to the lake and we did what's called an ice plunge, which you basically just jump in a freezing cold body of water, whether it's at the lake or in an ice bath. We wanted to reset our mindset going into the week. We wanted to reset even our nervous system. Because we just like hold so much anxiety in our body. And that was a way that we just checked in with our soul and kind of restarted. And I just thought it was going to be so much fun. I was like, yeah, let's go jump in the lake. It's freezing outside. And that's just something about them. Like that is completely stimulating to the heart. And oh, completely yeah. stimulating to the soul. And also it's just fun, random, and adventurous. We had a challenging week last week. The enemy has kind of targeted us with the spiritual warfare and i really think it is gathered around just this community right here of us wanting to connect with you guys and so we're like no no enemy like we're gonna do something that's fun and just kind of reset our mind our heart our spirit and just honestly have fun while doing it yeah i think it's really cool when you can connect your mind your body your spirit all at once and what better way than you know going in freezing cold water to just kind of like wake you up Yeah, no, seriously. It was seriously worth getting up out of our room and going and doing it. Yeah, yeah, because I think we need to challenge ourselves, like do something outside of your comfort zone this week, whether that looks like jumping in an ice bath or even taking like a random class somewhere, whether it be kickboxing. Like, And those classes are free. If you're not really an adventurous or nature kind of person, maybe just be like, you know what, I'm just going to give it a shot today or just take myself out of my typical element whether that maybe be your like a homebody and just go immerse yourself in something completely new and stimulate your soul see how jesus meets you in those places because i think that's really powerful and Brooke and i are sitting here we feel so refreshed and honestly we just couldn't stop smiling from that yeah and tell them about our car ride home we had the heaters on and we turned on this song basically this song was just talking about all is right in the world when you're found in Christ. It was kind of like a whole moment of getting in the water, resetting our mind, fixing our hearts on Jesus. When everything is right in the world, it's because we are fixing our eyes on him. And me and Katie, 
we were emotional and like honestly I, I feel like the water just brought out like our emotions like I, we were just like so present in that moment yeah it really hit me in this moment you know going under the water coming back up and then fast forward being in the car driving listening to that song it moved us in tears and something that I had thought about in that moment was just reflecting on the love of Jesus is something that you can't really put into words to express the gratitude, just the feeling of receiving that kind of love. He wakes you up. He gives you just this whole new perspective. Like sometimes we can get so fixated and pulled in these different directions. And I think that is such a beautiful element of being able to kind of check yourself and be present with Jesus, like really be present with him. So let's go ahead and transition to the importance of reading scripture and what that means when we're talking about soul care. Yeah, let's do it. Honestly, I'm so pumped for this conversation. Me too. So what is the importance of committing to reading scripture first and foremost? Like, what would you say to the person who's listening? When I first think of scripture, I think that we can always count on it because it's God's inspired word. We can look at scripture and we can always trust that what it's saying is true. Yeah. Because we can't always trust our own instincts, our own heart. Sometimes our heart, as we all know, leads us astray, leads us to things that we think are true but might not be true. And scripture is just like a firm foundation. Yeah. We can always trust in it. We can always believe what the word says. For someone who feels with their heart, and sometimes struggles to put logic and feelings together. I battle in that area. I think you're completely right. Scripture really helps me is to not be such a feeler, but also like be able to pull in the truth and like be grounded in truth. And I think that you're so right. Scripture is truthful. It's breathed out by God and it never changes. Whereas culture and things around us change all the time. Feelings change. We're always being pulled in every which direction, this is the one thing that remains the same. Yeah. And going right off that, I'm going to read this scripture over us. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. I love that so much because if you think about it, there's so many just different areas of life where we lack wisdom or we lack understanding or we're just seeking clarity and direction and that comes from God that comes from the living word and that's where today's topic we want to root ourselves in the word because that's where we find all of our life all of our joy all of our peace and that's where we find our comfort I loved last episode when we were talking about our testimonies and we draw the strength that we need from our time in the word and I think that's so incredible. When would you say that you really found yourself reading the word? Ooh, that's actually really good. So I kind of was sporadic growing up. I really came to know Jesus and prayer and like just talking to him and like having a really intimate relationship in that sense. And so I'd like flip through scripture and kind of skim over it, but I didn't really absorb it and understand it. But there came a point a few years back where he consistently started waking me up at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> this is why prayer is so important, you guys, because I can't explain it to you the depth at which like that really sanctified my heart was through prayer. But then the next step kind of came and he's like, okay, you need to get in the word and I'm going to give you eyes to read this to understand it. And it's going to do even more in your heart. You know what's cool about what you're even talking about? 
it's kind of like the sequence of our episodes. It's like a building block onto each other. You kind of start with prayer. You start speaking to God, like having that one-on-one conversation. And you kind of move into, okay, I want to know more about God. And you step into the scriptures because I don't know if y'all have ever felt this way. Whenever you open your big old Bible, sometimes you feel a little overwhelmed. Where do I even start? It just kind of reminded me when you were talking, Katie, the spirit illuminates what we need to know. Yeah. He leads us and guides us through the word and he teaches us along the way. It's just amazing that this part two of our series is the next kind of building block almost. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Prayer is so powerful. And going from prayer into scripture, like scripture is just as powerful. And just like this, you saying, like the spirit illuminates what it is he's teaching you. And it kind of goes back to Second Timothy 3.16, like we were talking about. That scripture is inspired by God and it is profitable for the teaching, for rebuking, rebuking meaning those parts of yourself. When you see more of God, you also see more of yourself and you realize just how much you need him. So the rebuking is out of love. It chips away those corruptible parts around your heart and your spirit that sometimes you might not see until God gives light to show you those things. Right. It's not only profitable for growing wisdom, but also for rebuking and correcting those parts of yourself that desperately need more of Jesus, whether that be to love others more, to love others better, and to serve and to care and to to just steward what you've been given, but also have integrity behind what you do. And to be not to be doing it for self-exaltation, but for the glory of Christ, for the glory of making him known to others, for genuinely walking in a posture of humility and just a servanthood because the thing is is Jesus came to serve Jesus was the servant and it's emphasized in scripture of what that looks like and so when we come into relationship with Jesus you know he gave us his Holy Spirit it's in that that we are being sharpened and taught and refined and molded more into Christ's image because we're now image bearers of Christ he's like our perfect example I love that you pointed out He is the example. And how are we going to know the example if we don't read it? You know, that's actually something I have been convicted about in my life is I am a Christian. I want to honor the Lord in everything that I do. Every situation that I'm in, I want to make him known. And how am I going to do that if I don't know him? 100%. And actually, back to the question that you had asked me. Jesus started waking me up at three o'clock in the morning. I could just hear it. Get up and go read your Bible. Open your Bible. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to be obedient because this is clearly what he wants me to do. And let me just be encouraging to whomever's listening. If you haven't done this, I encourage you to just open the Bible and start because I'm not joking. Like it has transformed me in the innermost part in ways that I can't describe, but I'm so eternally grateful for He has taught me so much. And when I say like the book is alive, like it's alive. God has shown up. And the thing was, is this was not something that was just drawn out by my own doing. Like I was in prayer with God. I would skim through scripture. I would read it here and there. You know, I was in church and stuff like that. But it was like he woke me up and he drew that desire out of you need to sit down and read your Bible because I have something for you. I have me and you need to know me. And I was like, okay. And so I sat down, started reading the Bible start to finish, and it just started 
transforming me in every way. I started understanding and seeing things through the spirit, like you were saying, illuminating the truth within. But also it was liberating seeing truth come to life before my eyes. I contemplated whether or not sharing this, but I think it's so powerful and it is part of the testimony of my own story. And God has been so gracious to bless me with this dream and to bless me with this gift and which incorporated scripture in it. Um, But for those of you who don't know, I lost my brother five years ago. And like I told you guys, I fell in love with Jesus long before I knew him. And I mean, I would be in prayer. I would be talking to him as a kid. And he was there through so many things in my childhood. But that is what really knocked me down. God met me at rock bottom right there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clean you up. And we're going we're gonna to get through this. And God blessed me with dreams, complete miracles. I have seen beautiful things that has completely transformed my life. And I wish everybody could know those things and see those things. But after I really tasted and saw God in a new light, I mean, he just strengthened my faith so much and, and did so much in me in that time frame. Fast forward, I lost my dad um, two years ago. And when I lost my dad, I had a really firm foundation in who Jesus was. And I grieved of that of a person who had hope because I did, because I knew that Jesus was who he said he was. And I got to witness to my dad. I got to see my dad saved on his deathbed, which was a beautiful thing. I remember I was leaving hospice that day and I remember talking to Jesus in my car and I said, you know, Father, if you could just show me that he made it, I would be so grateful. If not, I know that you are good. I'm so grateful for you. And, you know, kind of left it at that. About three months later, I had a dream. And anyways, I in the dream, I get to this place where I've been here before. It's really white and bright and it's beautiful. Only this time there was water up to my my knees. And water hasn't been in this place before. So I was like, okay, what is happening? I was like, why is there water here? And I look up and I see my dad across the way from me. And my dad passed away when he was older. And when I saw him, he was like fully young, fully mobile. Like, I mean, he was just like the strongest and healthiest like I had ever seen him. And I saw him in this way that I had never seen my dad. And Anyways, we see each other and we start running towards each other. And I'm I'm just like, daddy, daddy. And he's like, Katie, Katie. And I was like, you made it. And he's like, I made it. I made it. And we're just sitting there. We're looking at each other and smiling. I was like, what are you doing? But he was just like, I want you to baptize me. And it was crazy because I was just like, okay, okay. And I kid you not, I lift him and he's light as a feather. Like, I feel no weight. Like, he's just so light. And his eyes are just, if you knew my dad, you would know that he had the iciest blue eyes. Like, they were beautiful. And I pick him up and I start speaking over him. And he accepts Jesus into his heart. And I dunk him under the water. And as he comes up and this light is shooting from his pores. And it's so bright and his eyes are looking straight above, but he has tears that are rolling down his face and they weren't regular tears. They were just shining like I can't explain it to you. I don't have the words to describe it. But then I woke up. Well, fast forward three months later, that's when I start getting woken up at 3 a.m. in the morning to get up and read your Bible. And I start reading through it. Well, I get to the book of Exodus one night. I come to the part where Moses ascends to the mountain. And it's the first time that God passes in front of him. And God passes in front of Moses. And it says that as Moses came back down from the mountain, his face was lit up 
and it was illuminating mm-hmm. so much so that people saw it, pointed at it, and recognized it. And so he covered his face. Right. And when I had read that scripture, I remember my knees buckled at my desk and I just started weeping because I knew and I was like weeping tears of joy, you guys, because I knew that the reason my dad's face looked the way it did was because he saw the glory of God. He he saw God. And so, yeah, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that if I didn't read scripture. You know, it's first of all, thank you for sharing that. I know that that's a vulnerable, sweet moment with you and the lord and i love to hear it because we need to hear stories like that we need to hear that god cares enough about our suffering our pain that he wakes us up and he has those dreams set perfectly at the time that you need them and you know what i've noticed about you god speaks to you in such a beautiful way because he gives you this experience and then he proves it with scripture I'm just like blown away because I'm thinking about even last episode going over prayer, that deep connection with the Lord. And that moment came from you praying and then you experiencing God and then him leading you to the scripture to prove what he had shared with you. It's like the scripture can make sense of an experience or make sense of something that is only God moment. And I'm just so glad you shared that. That was a beautiful moment. And it was revealed to you in the book of Exodus what God was revealing to you in that dream. Yeah. That was so cool. Honestly, I hope us even sharing just some of those experiences does encourage you to get in the scripture because you guys, he speaks through scriptures. And something I want to emphasize is that was a beautiful experience I had. Extremely beautiful. And I'm so grateful. Something about scripture that I want to emphasize even more so of is Don't just seek scripture for experience. Seek it to really know God, to really know the attributes of whom God is. And he created you and he loved you and he sent a son for you. So it's just something that I want to encourage you in. Whenever we talk about seeking first the kingdom of God, it's knowing what God's will is. And when I read the scripture, I'm like so redirected because how many times in our life we're just living out of our own will our own thought of what life should be and I read my scripture and it's kind of what we were talking about earlier of like that rebuking or correcting and teaching that the scripture does for us is when we get into the word it redirects us of what's God's will Mm -hmm. because we need to be living in God's will his perfect will because I've never once described my own will for myself as perfect I mean, think about it. Is there a moment in your life that you can reflect back on where you're like, I want it this way or I want this person or I want that and it didn't work out. But now you're years later and you realize, thank goodness it didn't work out. It's like, that's a good example. Thank goodness we have a perfect God, a perfect father, a perfect counselor. He has the the perfect will for your life. Yeah, the perfect will. if we would just trust that, just even a tiny bit, if we would just trust God that his will is good for us, I think we would have more experiences, like even what you had, that dream that came through God's perfect will for you. Like he showed you that in his grace. And how many times do we just miss out on his perfect will because we're not in line with him? I agree with you. And, you know, I actually really love this um, guy named Dr. Randall Smith. And I was watching one of his videos. You can check him out on YouTube. But 
Something that I had taken away from one of his recent videos is make sure you're seeking God and not just the answers to your questions. Because the thing is, is one who seeks answers from the past is known as a historian. One who seeks answers from humanity or culture is called an anthropologist. One who seeks answers from the Bible is a theologian. But the one who seeks answers from God is a believer. All is important. But the point that we're trying to make is that if you're just seeking answers to your own questions or reading the Bible in a way that it's being written for you and not to glorify God, then you're not really seeking God. You're seeking self in a book that was created to seek God. And so that's what we're trying to emphasize on and the importance of checking your heart posture too before you come and sit down before God wanting to know him or seek him. You have to truly examine your heart. Are you coming with humility? Are you coming with the heart posture of, I really want to know you. I really want to see you. I really want a relationship with you, Jesus. And I want to know what this book has for me to see in you. Yeah. And you know, earlier you shared that last year God was moving you to to read the Bible front to back. The really cool part, which I'll kind of connect the storylines, is that happened to Katie in December. And then I met Katie in February. I remember meeting Katie. I was like, this girl is reading her Bible. And I was just so inspired because for me, I wasn't truly inspired to read my Bible. You find yourself sometimes in a rut of almost that religious side of like, yes, I need to read my Bible. I know I need to do that. Check off the list. I'm going to do my prayer. Check off the list. And I kind of found myself in a little bit of a complacency of, I was not inspired. I was like, yeah, I love reading scripture, but it wasn't breathing life because I was not coming into reading scripture the right way. And when I met Katie in February, she was like, yeah, I'm reading the Bible front to back. She was like sharing this with me. After I left, I was like, I want to read my Bible front to back. And so I've been on a journey. It's kind of funny. We're doing it a little bit opposite. Because Katie's reading through the Old Testament first, and I'm reading through the New Testament. God used you to inspire me to read the scripture in a new and fresh way. And that's where, like, my structured self is just like, okay, let's, like, read the daily scripture. And Katie was like, no, it's like, it's breathed by God. It's alive. And I'm like, I believe you. And so (laughs) I started reading scripture that way. And that's something that's just been going through my head is, like, We need each other. We need community because when you're just alone and you're trying to figure out how to read your scripture, how to pray, how to follow the Lord, we're not meant to do it alone. And honestly, when we do it by ourselves, we end up in a weird place. You don't have anybody to bounce off all the good stuff he's teaching you. And then it's like things that he illuminates in your time with him. You're teaching me and I get to teach you what he's illuminating in my life. And then together they crazily connect and you're just like what yeah mind is blown and i love moments like that. i love that too it brings you back to life yeah because the reason that god created the book of the bible is one our instructions god knows we need instructions yeah because we just can't figure it out in our own strength in our own minds but also he gave us this book of all of these authors who are writing about the same story and It's one story, but it's told by so many different perspectives. And that's kind of what I think about even as me and Katie are sharing, like we're sharing our own beautiful perspective about what we're reading. 
Absolutely. Something I think is really cool is how God brings us into relationship with him. He brings each of us into relationship with him differently. And it just shows you how intentional he is with each of us. Yeah. But ultimately, the most beautiful thing that binds us together, even as sisters and brothers in Christ, is that the living word, it remains the same. However, he teaches us and moves in our lives in ways where we can relay what he's teaching us to our neighbor, to your best friend, to whomever you're in community with. And they're just like, what? Like, I needed that. God draws us in so differently. It's like sometimes we live a little bit more in our head and sometimes we live a little bit more in our heart. And it's really cool when you get to marry the two. And you get to live in your head and your heart at the same time. Absolutely. Like, I literally could not have said that better. (laughs) That's the goal. Like, I don't want to live in my head when I'm reading scripture. Because we can read the story and be like, oh, great. You know, this guy did something and he's talking about God and it's just the glory of God. It's whatever. Like, that's sometimes where we can find ourselves in our head. It's just a, it's just a story. But when we marry the two and we're in our head and our heart, we have this understanding of God, which comes in our, our minds, but then we have this like connection to God of this is the scripture and this is what it's speaking to me. He loves to speak to our head and our heart at the same time. Absolutely. And I actually think that's such an important thing is it's a blessing when your intellect is growing, but it's a blessing when your heart capacity and just the humility in your heart and the love in your heart is growing too. And the important thing is to not have one growing without the other. And even in my own experience, reading scripture, I mean, I was so moved by like all the things that I started learning and seeing and understanding. And I still know nothing, you guys. What I have seen and what I have come to understand and learn, which has been the greatest blessing, I realized as I was praying to see more and more, I was forgetting to pray for my heart capacity. And so my intellect was growing and I started noticing there was something off in me. And I had to have an honest moment where I sat with God in that place. I was like, God, please don't ever let my intellect grow if my heart's not growing. It actually reminded me of what Bo said. Our pastor this past Sunday, he was actually referencing how knowledge can be the most dangerous thing to us as humans. And you think of even back in Genesis, the very beginning, the tree of knowledge was the thing that brought death. And that brought sin into the world. And sometimes us as humans, we're like, I just want to know. I want to know all things. I want to see all things. No mysteries. And God knows that about us. He created us that way. But when I think about how dangerous knowledge can be, when we know, we can't unknow something. And that's what happened in the garden in the fall. Yeah. In the fall of man is they opened their eyes. Their eyes couldn't be closed. Yeah. Like their eyes were open to sin. Yeah. And as we just unravel pieces of the scripture, obviously, if we sat here, we could talk for probably 500 years about every story in the Bible. But the most important story is how Jesus came to rescue us from our own sin. And that's the message that if you get anything from the scripture, You have to understand what Jesus has done for us. And that's the gospel message. That's the that's the good news that the scripture is based around. Every story is referencing to the coming of Christ, whether that's whenever he came and rescued us and was 
crucified on the cross and when he's going to come again. Yeah. The Bible is always pointing to what Jesus has done for us because he came to rescue us from our own sin. And we have to understand that first, that we have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And what that means is we've all fallen short and we are not good enough in our own strength to come to God and to have our own righteousness. We can never be good enough in our own strength. And so Jesus did for us what we could never do ourselves. And he went on the cross. He died for our sins. He took our place. And that's what's so incredible about the good news is Jesus did for us what we could never do ourselves. He defeated sin and he brought us back into relationship with God, our creator, the one who we couldn't get to on our own. And kind of how I view it sometimes is Jesus was that bridge back to God. And that is the gospel message. That is the good news that we get to share with each other, with the people in our lives who don't know about him. And the thing is, is if we don't know that one story, all the other stories actually don't really matter because we have to reference to the most important story of what Jesus did for us that we could never do in our own ability, in our own strength. And in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from your own works so that anyone can boast, but it is through Jesus Christ who went on that cross and gave us that precious gift of salvation, of righteousness that we could just never make up in our own ability. That scripture just shows us that it's through faith that we are in right standing with God. And whenever we choose to put our full trust, our full belief in Jesus, that's where we find this life that we are talking about. It's eternal life that we have only through Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, and Jesus even said that, you know, he says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And he also says, if you continue my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want to take a practical look real quick just at how we can apply scripture to our life and how we can approach it. You go to the gym to work on yourself, right? You go to the gym to lift weights, to do the essential needs, to take care of your body, to take care of your health. And in doing those things and staying consistent with those things, it's not always comfortable, but you have to be able to build back up. And I think about scripture being the same way. We have to abide and be consistent and getting into the word of God, getting into prayer, abiding with Jesus. It might be a little hard to jump into a routine, but you stay consistent and you will see the results and you will be so grateful that you stayed consistent. You'll be so grateful that you woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning to read the scripture and to pray or, you know, you took your Bible with you everywhere you went today and tomorrow. And no matter where you're at, if you have a few seconds to spare, which you do, <laughs> let's be honest, you guys, you flip open the word and you spend a even a little bit of time, that consistency shows up in your life. And that conditions your heart to come with a heart posture of humility to receive God, but also be changed and transformed in that place. And so I wanted to use that as an example because you never like the idea of going to a gym when you haven't been in a while. But the second that you get into the gym and you stay consistent and you see those results, you realize why you're so grateful you went. Think of that in the same way when you're going into scriptures that 
You might not see something immediately, but you will if you stay abiding in the word of God and you seek him earnestly. And so transitioning from that, we thought that we could just leave off encouragement for what encourages us in scripture and what encourages us to abide and to learn and to just grow in these areas. Katie, I like actually love the way that you do it. I love the way that you read your scripture. Can you share that with us? Because I think it's so impactful. Yeah, I think there's so many helpful resources out there just to encourage you and spur you on when you're really wanting to grow deeper in your faith. Somebody I couldn't recommend more is a man by the name of Dr. Randall Smith. You can find him on YouTube. He goes through every book in the Bible and he is such a good teacher and he never uses these huge big words that just intimidate you. Like he's so clear and so humble when he teaches, which is the most beautiful thing is having a humble teacher. God has just really blessed me through his teaching. That doesn't mean don't read your Bible and just listen to him teach. Read your Bible but also listen to him and then go back and read again because truly you will see things that you didn't catch before. It's just a gift and I really encourage y'all check him out, Dr. Randall Smith on YouTube. He's also under GCBI if you Google that. Um, Another thing too is find a spot to open your Bible, whether that be in your room, your couch, a coffee shop, find a place, commit yourself sit down, open the Word of God, and read through it. And then there's an app called the BLB, and there's many other apps you can use too, but there's commentaries within that will that will break Scripture down sentence by sentence, and it really helps you understand. And you can take notes on that and just fix your mind on it. And truly, guys, you will be so encouraged when you do that. Everything we just dove into, I think, is the essence of soul care, is staying in relationship with Jesus, to abide in Him, Like we just said in our last episode in prayer, abiding in the vine. He is the vine and we are the branches. So we must abide in him to see more of him and to bear the fruit that comes from reading scripture and from knowing him. I love that image of staying connected to the vine. Thank you for sharing all of those really practical ways of reading our scripture because sometimes it can be overwhelming to open up the word. So many resources out there to break it down even further and just gain more wisdom. The last way that we can really stay connected to the vine, where we can abide in the word, is going to church on Sunday. It's so practical, but it's so hard. How hard is it to get yourself up for Sunday morning church? Like, I think that that is such a tactic of the enemy. He always wants us to sleep in on Sunday morning. He always tempts us to do something different, to sleep in, to go to breakfast, to go do whatever it is. And he wants to keep us away from the house of God because he knows that we will get filled with the truth and the spirit of God when we go. If you are looking for truth, if you're looking to get your soul filled, step into church. Go and truly when you choose to get plugged into the local church and you choose to open your heart to receiving the wisdom that comes from that, the understanding of the scripture even more, we also get the beautiful gift of community. And you guys, next episode, we're going to talk all about how community fills our souls the way that we need it. So yeah, guys, we're super excited to dive into the next topic, which will be about community and just how essential that is to soul care, because it really does play a huge part in our soul whom we do life with, who we run the race with, and who's there in our corner to encourage us when You know, we're in the valleys and who's there to root us on when we're on the mountaintop. And I think that that 
says a lot about your soul's health is whom you have speaking into it and who you have spurring you on. So we'll dive into that in a few weeks, you guys. And we're super excited about that. We really hope that this episode blessed y'all's heart and encouraged y'all to just open the word and to just see what God has for you, you guys. So please keep us updated with your walk with God and just your thoughts behind this episode we've prepared for you guys. And just know that we love you and we're so grateful for each and every one of you. We just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's. And stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.